Welcome back, everyone, to another SDR Confessions. As you all know, I'm on a journey and an adventure to find some crazy stories that we've been hearing lately and some hardcore truths that like you're probably facing in your role and to know that you're not alone. So today I have Jordan. And Jordan, if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself before we go into the confession. Of course. So uh, I'm an SDR here at Holistic AI and currently one of two SDRs as, I guess, a fairly fresh sales team. Awesome. And what is your confession, Jordan? Talk to us. So my confession is stretching back to one of my very first, probably first month, second month as an SDR. And now, obviously, you learn a lot as you go on. And I wasn't aware that as I'm calling people out, you're going to get inbound calls back. So I was going about my own business, probably getting lunch, I think, mm-hmm. away from my desk as the uh, the key thing. And I get a random phone number ringing me. So answer my phone. And this guy is just instantly saying, who are you? Why are you calling me? Now, I've not clocked at all at this point. I'm sat there thinking, "You, like, I'm really sorry. You've, you've called me. Uh, <laughs> This back and forth went on for about a minute before it kind of clocked. Oh, actually, I, you know, I've called some people this morning. Maybe it's one of them. So I try asking, "Oh, did I call you earlier?" And this guy's still being really quite aggro about it. And eventually, come to that conclusion, and he then says, "Right, well, tell me what you're calling me about." I have no idea who this guy is, and I have no idea therefore like what i was even saying to him i had a personalized message for all of these prospects and this guy is just complete random to me right now right so i go in and i tell him the most generic pitch i possibly could and at the end of it he then just goes not interested hangs up instantly and that's the the whole thing probably six minutes of this guy just going in on me all to then just say not interested (laughs) So he, he sounded like he was a pleasant fellow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably up there with most memorable calls. Uh, I mean, how how could it not be? All right, so let let's let's talk about this one. How did you keep somewhat of your calm here? Like, I I mean, most people in this scenario would have been like, all right, I'm done. They would have just hung up on this person. But you were trying to at least get something out of it. So how did you remain calm? To be honest, I was a deer in headlights for at least the first half of that call. Yeah, I, I was just sort of going along with whatever this guy was saying. Um, I suppose for me, the big thing is knowing that this is still a prospect that I probably called five times at this point, and they've actually answered. So you, you remain calm, just knowing that there is still that potential that this could be a good interaction. Uh, not the case, unfortunately, here, but... That was kind of the only thing keeping me from, I guess there's no point getting angry at them. And hanging yep. up was just instant loss. No matter what happened, that would have been bad. <laughs> yep. So you stuck, you stuck in the fire and you went through it. So look, let's look, if you're looking back at this call, right, we, we can laugh at it now, but obviously in the moment you were not laughing. What were maybe two or three things you would have done differently? So I've actually had this happen quite a bit since now. Um, Although knowing that I'm getting that call and knowing where that's likely from. So I think the first thing would be to try and at least differentiate yourself from this 
really big bad salesperson that they've got in their head mm -hmm. and say, well, I've actually done a lot of research to make sure I've got a tailored message for you. If you can let me know who you are, I'll be able to let you know why I was reaching out in particular to you. Whereas for me, I just sort of said, oh, okay, here's this really generic pitch. It could have worked if it was like ideal person, perfect timing. But because it was on that back foot already, it right. had to be a killer pitch for that one guy in particular. Yeah, 100%. And that makes sense. There. So, so if you're getting a call back now, how do you treat it differently? Like, are you saying, hey, like, like I remember when I was at SCR, I'm like, hey, like, give me two seconds so I can, like, maybe look at the CRM to figure out, like, what's going on? Like, how are you, how are you assessing that now when you have someone inbound? Maybe you don't know who they are so that you're not getting, like, oh, I don't know what's going on. So I've got a little bit of a cheat where I've always got a tab open of there we go. calls. So the moment I'm getting a call from an unknown number, I just refresh that tab. If you've got two monitors or something, mm -hmm. just have it ready. And I can immediately see who is calling, click on it. And then I'll answer and just say, hi, it's Jordan. If they say their name, brilliant. I can confirm it real quickly. And if not, sometimes I'll just say, hi, is that, say the prospect's name and then you can start on that good note of, I was almost expecting your call. Yeah, no, I, I really like that because it it yeah, becomes difficult when you are making hundreds of calls a day, you get a call back from someone, which is what we want, but then you act a little rattled when you're like, I don't remember who this person even is, right? And they're like, you called me and it's like, I don't really remember, right? And then it becomes very, like, very awkward. So, okay, we, we talked about that scenario, right, of like, okay, this ended up being all over the place, but you were able to handle it calmly and, and at least something happened out of it. But let's pivot. When you're looking at what you're doing today in terms of outbound, what is your cadence, what do your cadence look like? And like, also how has it changed since that conversation? So for me, it's very phone heavy. I know for a fact that if I've got someone on the phone, I've got a good chance of, actually getting some sort of interest out of them yep. whereas if you're sending out what five ten however many emails different people's cadences have you don't even know if they're seeing it let alone if it's actually that high priority so i've kind of structured it around this idea that i'm going to have lots of different touch points in email linkedin phone but the key one that i really want to get hold of someone on is the phone then as for emails, it's all about adding that different bits of value. So I've got some case studies I've made, videos as well. Uh, I quite like to, especially if you've got a hot prospect, mm -hmm. try and then instead of just a generic video, which I do have for different, uh, I guess, different ICPs, then I've also got that one video where I might slip in a really personalized video if they've opened my last email 20-odd times. Okay, so... The last email is what? Is it like a goodbye email? Is it like a, like, what are you saying in the last email? Everyone's different, so I'm curious. Uh, okay, so I, I guess in that uh, that question, when I was saying what the last email, like the email before that one, sorry. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but for my last email, I've, I, I've been shaking up a little bit. So with my current outreach this is i'm still very much like just getting out of the first people going through my cadence um so this first hang up almost or break up email is trying to be a bit 
uh, not that blunt. It, it's just a, I'm assuming that you're either already doing this, you're in our situation, you're waiting for more news from mm -hmm. lawmakers. And then I just make a bit of a joke saying, aren't we all? Because it's a big thing in our space where everyone is waiting for news. And then the final one is just, I think something along the lines of you just don't actually care about this at all and you're the wrong person uh and i've numbered it one two three with the then intention or call to action being just send me a one two or a three mm -hmm. and then at that point hopefully i'll get something back out of it um i've had a couple answers so far that have either led to a conversation or one of them was just saying i really don't care which is still a win. It's still an answer. An answer is an answer. We always say the worst answer in sales is no answer, right? So at least you get something there. Now, you mentioned the different cadence points, which hopefully if people took note on that on what to do. What are some new channels that you're using or experiment, like experimenting with right now? So for me, a big thing is trying to up my LinkedIn game. Uh, I've been a bit lazy with it in the past where it's just a, I'll add them on LinkedIn I might send them a message if we connect, mm -hmm. and then that's kind of it. But what we've been seeing as a team is that sending some personalized videos on LinkedIn or voice notes can be a really good way to get through to that person who you don't have an email for, or they're not answering phones, they're not answering emails. That one video can be the thing that, especially for someone who's already engaging a lot, you know they've seen your email 50 times, but they've not answered. That can be like the tipping point I've found. Yeah, that's a that's a really good call as well. When you're doing, I guess I'm curious on this as well. When you're doing LinkedIn, are you doing like a blank connection quest? Are you seeing personalized connection quests? Are you asking for referrals? What are some things you're doing there? So this is something actually I've recently changed. Um, when I first started, I was going with personalized connection requests. I've now started going in with blank connection requests because... Mm -hmm. I've already built up my network. So I'm already linked with a lot of these people's networks as well. So they're more likely to accept that blank connection request before I then go in with that personalized first message. Whereas I, I always find if I send that message first in that connection request, it's not always worked too well for me. Yeah, that I've, I've seen the same. A lot of clients that I work with, even when I do it myself, I find that when you send the personalized connection request, Acceptance rates isn't that high. I I think I have some indicators on that. I don't have an exact answer. I think it's because a lot of people get a lot of connection requests with notes and they end up being immediately getting pitched. So maybe if it's like, okay, well, if there's nothing in there, I'll accept because I'm not going to immediately get pitched. Tons of reasons on why that does or does not work. But I think that's something that everyone can then can take in consideration across the board. Uh, you said you're looking to link up your LinkedIn game as well. Are there... Anything that on LinkedIn that you tried in terms of voice notes or videos or even in trying to find people and commenting on their posts, anything else that you've been trying on the LinkedIn side? So on the LinkedIn side, to be honest, you've touched quite uh, quite a bit on what I'm trying to do at the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm posting a lot more frequently uh, before it was never. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to engage with people in the, I guess, the similar space, even if it's not a direct prospect right it's just getting my name out there in that field to try and make it so that i can gain more i guess validity and become an expert on the matter but yeah other than that it's really not been 
something that I actually have much experience in and was trying to, uh, I guess I'd, I'd love to learn more from you in terms of what you'd recommend. Yeah, I, I definitely can, can hop in. I'm curious so far, what, how long you been doing it? So as far as trying to up my LinkedIn game, it's yeah. been about two months now in this new role. Okay, have and, you seen any inbounds come in? Have you seen different traction? Like what have you experienced so far? So far, I've had a few good conversations with people who otherwise wouldn't have had a conversation with. Um, I think that's resulted in one meeting booked, which brilliant. But other than that, not too much. Uh, just a few conversations here and there as well in comment sections that eventually mm -hmm. I might be able to leverage. Yeah, so this this is my recommendation to you and people listening in based on and this could be different based on industry or personas, right? But this is just my perspective. I found this to be really helpful and it's something that I'm going to start doing in the next couple of weeks. Again, as I've started my own business and things of that nature, there are new people that I'm going after. And what I'll do is I'll pick like one or two or three podcasts episodes to listen to. And you could do that whenever, right? You could be in the gym, you could be taking a walk. I, I listen to podcasts while I play video games. So I mean, like it's, it's all, it's all doable. Right. And so what I'll do is I'll just be like, all right, cool. There's like three things that I heard here that made a lot of sense. I like them. And so I'll be like, Hey, just recently listened to this podcast, like two weeks ago, yesterday, whatever. Right. And I'll be like, here are the three things that I learned. And then I tagged the person that was the guest on the podcast episode. And then I tagged the person who hosted the episode. Now, here's the crazy thing about this. The amount of people that get a shout out on a podcast is like less than 0.01%. So if you take the time to say, hey, I listened to this for like 30, 45 minutes, you showed them some love, they're excited. I have, I've had a lot of people like reach out to me directly, be like, oh my gosh, no one's ever shouted me out. Thank you so much. And that person typically is a potential client right like it is so that's just something that everyone has to take in consideration that's ultimately what's going to help you be successful and that's what's going to help you at the end of the day do what you need to do so i would just say for everyone that's listening in that's one thing that you can do in each industry there's always a podcast you can go listen to and even if they're not as active on linkedin tagging them getting them involved is going to go a long way and i would also say as well if you're looking to post, if you're doing daily, that's incredible. Start just once a week, take an article, give your context. Maybe your CEO posted something, add your perspective. These are things that can be helpful as well. So there's a couple of things I just wanted to add there. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. And you, you've kind of touched on something I'd like to know a bit as well. Obviously you've said about, um, I guess, building your personal brand is being a very critical part of, of sales. Mm. Now, how do you, as someone who I'm not really selling into sales personas at all, how do you differentiate your personal brand on LinkedIn with your business LinkedIn, so to speak? Yeah, who, who are you going after? So for me, I'm going after legal professionals, but okay. also CTOs, CEOs, it, all within the AI space. So trying to link that with what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis can sometimes be a bit more tricky. Yeah. So the way, the way that I would think about it is there's 
like you said, there's two lanes to it. So it's I'm posting content that benefits me and what I'm doing. And there's kind of there's content that's about me and like just in general that has like nothing to do with the business, right? I typically tell people that it's best to lean on what's going to get you results when you create content. So the more content that you can talk about on the technical legal side, the better. And then every every once in a while, throw in what you're doing personally. Now, this really comes into like what your outcomes what your outcomes are looking to be. So if you're like, hey, I'm looking to schedule more meetings and potentially I want to build a brand because I want to be able to get speaking engagements and drop a course. Well, yeah, you probably want to do a lot more content than what you're doing now. But if you're just like, yeah, I just want to add in some personal things about me, like nothing crazy. I'm not trying to drop a course. Completely cool. Then then I would actually kind of do 80-20. I would focus more on saying, hey, here's some things that I'm learning. Here's what's going on in my industry. Here's some people that I'm talking to. And then add in like, hey, here's what I'm doing as an SDR, monthly recap, right? You don't have to do anything crazy. But if I were in your shoes, that's what I would do. I would not focus as much on building the brand. My examples and what I've done is different because I wanted to build something for the long term of my brand. And so I took a different path, but I don't think everyone needs to take that path. I think it's more focused on how do you get results in your role? So you'll do that 80-20 that I talked about. Okay. Yeah, that that's brilliant. It's always been something that I've kind of, I guess, wor- or wondered and almost worried about. For sure. And, and I think it's fair because I get I get that a lot. The main thing that you have to think about is like when you're creating the brand, what outcome are you looking to have? Some people are creating it because they're like they don't really care about what their current role is. They want to be able to build a business in the future and they want to build a business around something different and they go build that brand in a different way. I can't fault anyone for what they want to do. That's just what they want to do. But I would look at it from your situation. Like I have a I have a rep that I talk to. And like 85% of his content is around governance, government stuff, and like legal. That's like most of his content. And from time to time, he might be like, hey, here's like a tip. But like he's not really trying to go that lane because he's getting inbounds from people that are these C-level executives that want to meet with him. And that's obviously what he wants. So you just have to look at the outcome of what you want, and then your content needs to go in that direction. Okay. And I guess from that, do you have like a set recommended number of posts to try and aim for in a week or anything to try and going from pretty much as and when I can come up with a post to trying to utilize it for once a once a week is my recommendation in the beginning. So for the first two months, if you can do once a week, that's great. I always tell people this stat because it puts things in perspective. One to 3% of people post consistently on LinkedIn. Right. So I don't know how many billions of people are on LinkedIn, but that's still really good. Right. You're, you're putting yourself in a really good spot. Now, the people who post consistently on a weekly basis, right, is probably like 0.05. And then people who post daily is probably like 0.01%. Right. And then the people who are even are doing really, really well within that are in the point zero 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 one percent so my point is is that you want to at least get to the one to three percent first right i'm just going to do something once a week i'm going to read something i'm going to check something out and i'm going to post once a week 
Now, the thing is, you have to set your expectations that you're not going to go viral on the first post. Maybe a couple people don't really see it. That's fine. The whole thing is that you're just being active, right? You're getting in the algorithm and you're engaging. Also, as well, if you don't, if you're, well, if you're starting out and posting once a week, what I would do is try to find people to comment on. So there's a lot of executives that you're probably going after right now. And again, they may not be posting every single day, but maybe they post every other month. Good opportunity to go in there and comment and be and comment something very thoughtful, not just like great posts, like be very thoughtful in that in that comment. And you'll actually have a lot of people that engage with you. So these are things that I have found to be incredibly helpful, very successful. And I'll add this as well for a sales navigator. This is something that people don't leverage a lot. I'll see, and this is something I'm actually building like right now. So this is real time. I have a thing that's called post, well, that's a tab. It's called posted in the past 30 days. So I would go look at all the CISOs and people in legal that have posted in the past 30 days. And then I would create a list of those people and I would go through and like, I would comment on every single one because now when you comment, you're going to get in their networks. And so when you post, they're going to be able to see your posts. So these are just things that you want to do to be proactive. And I'm just telling you what I'm about to do in the next couple of weeks, go through, comment on everyone's posts, get super engaged. So now I'm in their, in their feed. And so as I do once a week, I'm good. And after three months, you can ramp it up to two, three, four, you know, now I do every day because it's just part of it, but you have to make it muscle memory, which takes some time. Okay. Yeah, that's incredible. That's brilliant. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So again, for you, Jordan, you can take action on that. For everyone else listening in, you can take action on that as well. And as we have gone through a lot of different things, LinkedIn, how to bounce back from someone being angry with you on the phone, right? We talked about a lot. So let, let's bring it back to the core here. If you were to give advice to an SDR, let's say they were starting out or maybe they're three months in, what advice would you give them? I think the, the difference between a good and a great SDR it's just consistency. Mm-hmm. Same as you're saying post once a week. It's doing the things you don't want to do regardless and doing them every day because what you're doing this week is what's going to affect the next. I love that. Uh, any shout outs that you want to give to anyone before we leave? I mean, for me, it's, it's going to be a shout out to, uh, to the team that we've got here at Holistic and really just how amazing they are as uh, collaborating and working together as a sales team to actually level each other up as opposed to the, uh, I guess, the toxic culture that is somewhat seen with sales. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, continuously a back and forth and looking to continuously evolve that and make it better. So Jordan, thanks for coming on the show. Hopefully you all enjoyed the advice. Uh, You had a laugh on the confession just like I did. And we'll see you all next time.